This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. In the last episode, number seven, you saw how a big thinker smoothly quit his corporate job using a lot of sweat, literally, and Mark Cuban to launch a hyper-growth clothing startup that now employs veterans. Our guest today is Ron Lynch. Now, Ron is a best-selling author and the marketing strategist behind some of the most famous launches in history. We'll talk about them, but most recently, Ronnie was the strategist behind GoPro and its meteoric rise from 600K in annual sales to a $7.8 billion market cap company just recently, and that was as of uh, this morning. So, Ron, are you ready to take us to the top? Well, I sure am willing to help find the map. (laughs) Well, let's do it. (laughs) That's our job. Cheers to finding the map. Okay, let's dive in. Anything about your bio that I missed that you think my audience really needs to know? Um, I I guess the one thing is that this is not, uh, I'm not a one-trick pony that I've launched um, probably close to 50 brands um, with both entrepreneurs and with uh, Fortune 500 companies. Great. Any others that you want to mention besides GoPro? Um, I, companies I've worked with, SC Johnson Wax, Valvoline, um, the last company I was with, uh, did, uh, Clairsonic skincare brush, um, Sonicare toothbrush, um, things like that. Lots of consumer goods. Yeah, so so and you've used all kinds of things, vanity sales, Facebook and YouTube drivers. You know, we talked about discovering the true USP of the product. We'll talk about that more later. You know, you actually, which was really remarkable, and we'll get into this. So, guys, you should keep listening if you want to learn how Ron did this. But you you told me in the in the pre interview that you sold or you basically figure out how to sell a three hundred ninety nine dollar product GoPro in thirty to sixty seconds. So I can't wait to dive into that. And you also talk about how you guys really hacked into retail really fast. So walk me through the GoPro model you focused on, and then let's start to get into exactly how you guys were selling it. Oh, sure. Okay. So first of all, GoPro came, when we found GoPro, it was what I'm going to call a, a, a mediocre camera with great uh, attachments. Uh, it was almost a pinhole camera. And uh, the camera that you're that we all buy today with GoPro is super advanced compared to where they started. But they always had great mounts. And uh, Nick Woodman was at the uh, Salt Lake City... Uh, outdoorsman show he was literally living in his van which was full of skateboards and skis and surfboards which he unpacked and pulled a couch out of it and that became his trade show booth (laughs) um so he'd drive this van right under the trade show floor and unpack his van and uh, that'd be his apartment and his trade show booth for the week which is pretty cool um and so he really is authentic to the brand he is a surfer and uh so we found Nick, and we, we knew that the product was was going to be cool because it, it is a vanity product, uh, and that's why Nick created it. He was a surfer, and he wanted to take pictures of himself, and he started out by using those disposable Kodak cameras and getting them soaking wet, and uh, that was not very functional, so he, he, he kind of gaffed this product together. Um, he, had, he was fortunate enough to have a family member who was in the venture capital business um, who, had raised, who had raised some money for him. 
So uh, they raised, uh, I think, about six, eight million dollars, and they rarely tapped into that money. Uh, in fact, that that fund I think was still together right up until when they did their IPO last year. So um, we started by strategizing for a half an hour infomercial because we knew we could tell the story of the product in a half an hour and show all the different applicable sports. And we did strategy documents and uh, kind of figured out the sale. Uh, what we knew about the sale of the product, or what we figured out really early on was that the key was everybody in that field was, was racing to the top with sports footage. And most people think of sports footage when they think of GoPro. And sports footage is a perspective footage from the user, from the bike rider, from the skier, from the snowboarder, kind of down the hill, down the mountain kind of footage. But we realized, uh, you know, that's not going to propagate this camera because it's just action footage. And you can't really tell what it is or, or there's no real benefit to the user. Mm -hmm. So we flipped the camera around twice in every segment that we were getting ready to shoot in, in each in each in each 30 minute segment you made sure to flip it each time so you could get the full perspective well, we, the, yeah the, and the 30 minutes was going to be made out of these 30 second one minute segments well we ended up abandoning the idea of a half hour show okay because of where the media would run and we took the original concept well, hold on ronnie real, real quick uh, for those yep. for those of you for, where was the media running there, there we hadn't run any media yet Okay. We, 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 were, we were just, this is in the concept stage. We were getting ready to build this half hour show and we went, hold on, let's do spots instead. The reason we chose to do spots instead was because the media was much more placeable and it was much more efficient to reach the viewer and we could get the viewer where they lived. So what so did what you, we, Ron, if you don't mind me asking, what, what did you pay for say a 30 second spot where you were showing one of these stories and on what network was that? Okay, so our networks matched the sport. So if it was car racing, it was on the speed network. If it was uh, surfing, it was during surfing programming on ESPN2. Ah, uh, smart. Uh, so the, the, the art of the, the advertisement matched the art of the viewer. Um, the ads could be anywhere between $100 and $500 a placement. Okay, so for $100 and 500 bucks a placement on, say, the racing channel where you ran a 30-second segment you know, show with GoPro in a racing environment, that only cost you 100 bucks to 500 bucks. Yeah, we're buying remnant time, and, and there, was a tr there was a trick to buying remnant time. Um, infomercials get the kind of the leftover scraps of media that's unpurchased, and what we did was, to, in order to do that, you have to have some sort of direct response mechanism. So you have to have a 1-800 number. You have to have an offer of some kind. Well, this was, again, was a $400 product. And this was really the insight into how do you sell that within th 30 seconds or a minute? And what we did was devised a contest. And at the end of every spot, uh, right up until last year, for the first six years they were on TV, at the end of the spot, it says, enter to win everything we make. We give a complete suite of our products away every day. And there was just a little entry, like a, a entry voucher well, what, uh, that was, was screen. It, was, it text, was it text entry or did you do a URL no. call to action? Or? It's a URL. So it's a URL. So we drove the consumers to GoPro.com where the first thing they did was they, fit, they filled out their data. Um, so there was a data capture right away. Then they get past that data Which capture. data, Ron? Which data did you require? Um, name, address... Uh, e live email and and of 
And of the traffic that you tracked from these live 30-second spots, for every 100 that went to GoPro.com, how many of them actually filled out the information to enter the contest? Um, I would say probably 60 to 70% of folks wow. filled out that data. The Ronnie, rest that of seems extreme. That's amazing. 60 to 70%? You said directed from the spots. Yeah, yeah, from the spots, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So people wanted the product, and it, was the only, it wasn't available at retail. So you had a, a young audience that would go in, they'd enter to get past that so they could get to the site. So they'd get past that, get to the site, then they'd get engaged in the site and the content and the spot sold, you know, that the site itself sold. So it, the campaign monetized right away. Uh, so how many, again, how many, how many from one, let's say one spot on the racing channel, the remnant time you bought from the network. And, and by the way, that remnant time, is that usually at like 1am or is it in good time spots? No, remnant time is, occurs uh, in day parts all day long. You can get it at any place. What happens is you're not buying a specific time. You're buying a window of time. So oh. you're, your spot's going to run, say, between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock. You don't know exactly what slot so, it's in. So the network will decide where to place it. Yeah, that's, it's time that they have left over. Oh, what, wow. Where you usually see it is it ends up being local car dealerships or your local carpet cleaner or even a station promo. Great. So on the expensive side, you spend 500 bucks for that 30-second spot of remnant time on, say, a, you know, a racing channel. And on that $500 spend, how many leads would you capture on the GoPro homepage of people entering the contest? So that becomes difficult to measure per spot because we're buying so many of them a week. So we actually just bundle that uh, as a flow during the week. And, and, and check that metric every Tuesday morning. So let me ask a different question. Weekly, sure. what did you spend on the one-time spots in total? And weekly, what was your total leads coming in? So we, well, we would tend to measure things more in terms of revenue than in leads. Great. So let me measure it for you in revenue. Um, we, if we spent $100,000 a week, we could anticipate selling $200,000 to $250,000 worth of cameras. Wow. How many, so how many cameras is that? 20, uh, about, 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 you know, 15,000 ish and 10,000, 15,000. Yeah. With mounts and shipping. Yeah. It's probably 10,000. Wow. And, and so you just kept running that spot. You spend a hundred grand a week on these remnant spaces on like the speed racing channel, you get 250,000 bucks in revenue. Did you see diminishing returns ever kick in? Um, no, <laughs> because the next step was going to retail and for every one you sell on TV, you sell six or seven at retail once you open the retail doors. So, I mean, you could say, yeah, there's diminishing returns. Eventually, your television MER drops off, but your retail takes off in place of it. And what's MER, Ron? That's a media efficiency ratio. Okay. That's kind of what I indicated. If you say, if you say spend $10,000 in media and you sell $10,000, you have a 1.0 MER. Got it. If you, if you sell double that, you have a 2.0. Got so, it. Wow. Okay, wonderful. So, well, this is amazing. Um, I'm actually going to try something. Ron, I'm going to buy a GoPro for one of our listeners. So, if you guys, the top tribe, you want to opt in and for your chance to win a GoPro, again, we'll buy it. We'll give it to you. Just text the word top, T-O-P, and the number one. Top one, no spaces, to the number 313131. And you know, that's about a four or $500 value. So, we'll pick one of you guys to actually win that free. Ron, I just... I'm doing that on the spot because I want to practice what we preach, and it sounds like this Absolutely. whole contest thing worked for you. So I'm going to try it. Absolutely, and the, the contest works because you have a you have a highly desired object 
that really is a reflection of the consumer. It is a product about vanity. Well, because, and you and you guys took, what I love is that you created these 30-second spots tailored to, say, the golf channel. You know, a golfer wearing GoPro to watch his swing or the speed, you know, the guy racing to watch, you know, his car angle as he was racing or the surfer. I'd love that you you created this tailored content. And let me see if I'm using the terminology right. You got about a 2.5 MER, is that right? That's correct. Yes. That's I love correct, it. Initially. You're teaching and, me. And you know, to, there's, the great thing about that product is it allowed us to find a lot of niches, too. When you think of a GoPro, I think most people think of a snowboarder or a skier. But we had spots out there for guys that were flat boat racing out in Florida in the Everglades um, and ATV guys out hunting. They probably were in media that you didn't see, but those spots ran, and they sold a heck of a lot of cameras. Wow. There were a lot of grandfathers that bought GoPros to take their grandsons out hunting. This is amazing. Well, you've broken down this funnel for us, and now GoPro went, it IPO'd. It's a $7.8 billion market cap. But Ronnie, in terms of revenue, when you, when you and your team started working with GoPro to when you stopped working with them, what was the revenue growth? Just say annually. So um, it probably went tenfold. Yeah, I guess it's probably about tenfold a year. So it was about a five-year process, and they started at 600000 so the next year would be six million, and the year after that would be about 50, 60 million. Then it jumped up to maybe 225 and then to 600. Wow. So, so you went from 600,000 bucks to 500 million by optimizing remnant time, $500 spots on these different highly customized channels. This is amazing. Well, Ron, I want to get into a special part of this show that the top tribe listens, uh, that, that loves. Do you know what's next? Let's go for it. <laughs> You're very good. You're like, okay, I have no idea what's coming up. Let me just I, throw something out there. Ronnie, it's the famous five. Okay, great. <laughs> Here we go. What's your favorite business book? Um, probably The Art of War. And after The Art of War, um, you know, Likeability Factor by Tim Sanders is pretty pretty far up there for me. Um, uh, World's Flat, Hot, and Crowded by Thomas Friedman's pretty up pretty far up there for me. Okay. But I think number one for me is probably Tony Robbins. Tony uh, Robbins. Unlimited, Unlimited Power is probably the most useful book. It, ha it covers the most categories of things that an entrepreneur can do today to get their head around themselves. Great. Well, we're going to link to all those, including Unlimited Power, in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top. Okay, Ron, number two, besides Nick at GoPro, which CEOs are you following right now or studying? Um, I think the number one that we all have to watch is Larry Page because yep. Larry is still young enough. He's only 42 years old and he is not uh, diverted from his mission. You know, he's, he is hell bent on global domination and he's doing it. And every time Google makes a turn, you got to watch. I, I always am digging for what he's planning next and what he's doing next, whether it's Google Fiber or any product that he's, he's building, I'm, I'm looking at. Um, you look at the, you know, the Larry Ellison's and the Branson's and the Gates and the uh, the, the Schultz and the, of the world. They have lots of money, but they're not actually in the battle really much anymore, conquering their war. They're they're kind of they've kind of become kings. Um, even Elon Musk is, you know, he's he's kind of sidetracked into these. They're brilliant side passion projects, but they're they're passion projects. But Page is still. That dude is at war trying to take over the world, and I think he's a fascinating man. Oh, I, I, and they span so many industries. I mean, I totally agree with you. Okay, number three, what is your favorite online tool like Evernote? Go ahead, give, <laughs> give, give the answer. My, 
My favorite online tool is a yellow pad and a pen. That is that is absolutely that is that's how sophisticated I am. But it actually helps me do more uh, in my career than anything else. Well, this is why this po- this is why I do this podcast, Ron. You know, we I call it the top. You know, we have the top tribe listening. You know, doers like you, you spend all your time doing, and it's my job to get on here and get you to extract like how you're doing what you're doing instead of all these other people who are just talking. So, pen and yeah. paper sometimes is the way to go. You can keep it simple, top tribe. Okay, number four, Ron. Do you get eight hours? of sleep each night yes or no uh no i better not <laughs> or what are your wife's gonna be calling no i just said you know you life you better be adaptable and flexible in life and i get four hours some night and eight hours some night and some nights i need 12 there you go to catch up so it's you know you gotta you gotta be suited for the battle be adaptable okay number five if you wish your 20 year old self knew one thing ron what would it be uh, take that pen and paper from question number three and make a list every Monday morning at 6 a.m. and start that day before anybody else. Work on the East Coast time schedule as much as you can and make the list Monday morning because if you do and start knocking it off by noon Monday, you will have more done in, in that day than most people get done in a week and you'll probably be able to take a day off later in the week. Oh, hey. I freaking love that. Getting ahead while everyone else is still sleeping. Doesn't get better than that, Ron. Okay, you have a fascinating story. Where can people connect with you online if they want to continue following you? Um, well, you can find me at our, at our agency, which is bigbabyagency.com. Uh, if anybody wants to email me a specific question, um, you can email me through my staff at genius at bigbaby.com. That will get to me, genius at bigbabyagency.com. Um, that's it. Well, Ron, family guy, you took GoPro or you helped take them from 600K to over $225 million in annual sales. You're a great guy who still uses pen and paper. Thank you for taking us to the top. Nathan, thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. In the next episode, number nine, you'll meet the 15-year-old who sat on the board of a Japanese company. He made $15,000 per day selling Beanie Babies in a very weird way and now sells $80 million in cars every year. You're going to love that episode. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin CoLab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies.